Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. Welcome to interview number 50, our final interview for the Mama Project and Archive. Wonderful achievement, Robert. Isn't it incredible? Amazing. So I'm here with Peter Elliott. Hello, how do you do? And Meg Upton. Hi. Who, of course, have been interviewed in their own right. And what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about a giant in our subject area, in our world of drama and theatre and education, a man probably known to most of you as Rob Galbraith, an amazing, amazing person. So... And it's an honour to be invited to to speak for Rob, so thank you for the opportunity. Well, this is, I think this is just a wonderful inclusion in in the set. It's, It's a lovely one to finish on because Rob... Uh, has been part of this conversation for as long as I can remember. Where did Rob actually start in drama or theatre and education? Can either of you pinpoint when he sort of appeared on the scene? Well, he was. At, I was at Melbourne State College with him mm-hmm. as it was then, mm-hmm. uh, and of course he would have been at Bouvier Street before the move to the corner of Swanson and Grattan Street. Uh, and I think that was where he um, did. I think he did a production with Lindy Davies of the Birthday Party, oh, right. and that I think began Rob's um, lifelong passion for Pinter and for stop art and absurdism, and the and, uh, and all that, those things that um, were, were, were kind of like him. Were that's right, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, so Rob, in some ways, was kind of like a bit of an absurdist player or character from 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 a Pinter play. So, um, it's kind of very appropriate, I think. So he finished his degree and then he started at Keelor Heights, which is a, a school oh, in the uh, okay. sort of inner, sort of northern western suburbs. And he was, uh, again, he just, you know, a giant. He, uh, I think first, second year out, he had any number of student teachers, built the drama program that was kind of became the envy of a lot of uh, you know, mm-hmm. like schools. Mm-hmm. There was a little network set up by Rob and uh, curriculum would be exchanged and workshops would be run. So from the very beginning he was instrumental in really trying to bring drama teachers together and support them through curriculum development and through just networking with people. That incredible uh, energy mm. and foresight is characteristic of Rob, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. It absolutely is. He kind of... Um, you know, he wasn't a very large man physically, but uh, in terms of his presence in the room... And intellect. And, oh, gosh, wow. yeah. Just huge, just mm. gigantic. And and you could always see... What I loved about Rob, and I came to know him later than Peter did, I didn't come to know him until the 90s and the, and the kind of the, the last 20 years of my career. But I always... Um, I always and so that when he's... When he, I think my, I could, my, I could describe it as saying his absence is huge. 
because his presence was so big and his impact was so great, his absence was huge. Mm. And so that physical energy, that intellectual energy that you spoke about, Peter, um, and the fact that he he was he's, he had an ambition for what drummer education could be. Absolutely. And he pursued it. Absolutely. And he took people with mm. him. Yep. And, you know, Meg, uh, it was such a clear-sighted vision. <clears throat> right from the get-go, he very clear-sighted and very purposeful and direct. And he was able to bring other people on board with that because I had the privilege of working on several panels with Rob mm-hmm. like you through, mm-hmm. through the yeah. 90s I remember him from State College and then out of it and then back again on the panels and he was able to um, bring other people on board he was very diplomatic but very clear and, uh, and as a result of that a great leader a very easy person to follow and uh, collaborate. We're well, just talking about his diplomacy and energy. He was teaching at Keeler Heights, uh, and then he approached the then director Ron Ginger, who was the director of the regions when we had regions. Uh, could he set up a Thai team? So he organised to get teacher release. Tony Tataro, I think, was on was uh-huh. part one of that part of that team. Another woman called Maria Marcon and a couple of other people, Jono, John Ivies. Oh, and they set up a Thai team and, and that with Rob was the driving force of that. You know, wow. so that was all Rob. And then he went from there into the into the region and uh, he, we had a regional office and he became uh, a drama consultant as a result of yeah. that, I think. Yeah. And then that was kind of really where I was, he was again building networks and really trying to connect people, run workshops, and create a, a, a sort of a curriculum, you know, that everybody, people could use that was sort of viable and meaningful. Mm. From yes. seven to uh, three. And, 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 and a structure. Yes, because that's what people wanted, because we didn't have that. We didn't have any ev- curriculum. It's so funny when you yeah, think about that. isn't it funny? It's and every single interviewee, had, when you ask them the question about the witnessing of change, significant change, that is what they talk about. The fact that we came from a place of not really a structure and we've come so far in terms of structure and, uh, and all of the things that are attached to that, like yeah. assessment and criteria and expectations about what students will engage with and engage in when they're taking up a study of drama and theatre. Um, because back so, then we were still wrestling with what is drama? Or even, to find, or even to find a room. That's right, all of those sort of things. Mm. And there was lots of discussions and arguments and it just went on, but finally we, we got that vision. And that Rob was instrumental in, in, in shaping that. I think so Victoria. too. I Absolutely. think so too. And being able to not only articulate it, but then formalise it and put it down as a written written documentation. That's right. About best practice. What it is. What is. What is it that we do? Yes. And how do we? How do we? Uh, you know create a, a paradigm and, a, and a, a way to, to kind of communicate that on the page and I think, which is kind of why I went to this book when I first, because this is my first connection to Rob oh, yes. 1991 via one of his seminal texts and as we discussed before he's written several books but this was the one, I think I'd been teaching probably only about three years when I, when I came across this book mm-hmm. and I had my first senior class and I went, oh my god I need, I need resources and I found this and also um, another book Bruce Burton's Living Drama at the time but it's kind of what Rob did and I do you mind if I just kind no, of no. in his introduction Aren't I thought you this was really 
I thought it was really, um, where do we draw the line between classroom drama and theatre? Which I think and is I'll, the question you were just and I was going raising. To stop. Go on, Mego, I would love um, to pick up on It's that, not an overstatement idea. to suggest that no two individuals would place the line in precisely the same place. There is so much overlap between drama and theatre, they're constantly drawing on each other's strengths and sharing as reference points. Um, drama and theatre are immediate, drama is for doing, theatre is for being there. And these were kinds of things that I think he was trying to articulate and, and ended up putting in writing that mm -hmm. was, was drawn from all that wonderful collaborative energy. And, 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 yes. and I suppose, this is a strange word, but um, yeah, uh, as you said, formalising us as a group of professional drama teachers. Giving, and, uh, yeah, giving us aiming, a, aiming to give us a sense of our professionalism mm. of, and of our profession. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, giving us credibility. In That's a way. right. But then being able to make the distinction between drama and theatre, mm. which is such an extraordinary thing to do, and, 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 and it's a seminal moment, I think, because we still have that Absolutely. distinction at VCE, yes. and, and that filters, of course, down through the school. And I think Rob. To me, that is one of Rob's greatest legacies, yeah. that he, it, he was such a great supporter and believer in the Theatre Studies program, the idea of it, and that it had to be separate from drama. Mm. And I think that, to me, is just genius. It's, it's something that we hold very dearly, and, and what I find is, uh, um, in the Victorian context, once we move into other contexts, state, you know, national, in a, at a national level, what we do is we, we hear the, oh, from others who yes. are perhaps less familiar with our curriculum. Yes. And I think Tasmania has, a, um, has two streams, um, one in theatre arts, but they kind of go, what's the difference? That's and right. so then we, can, we kind of start to go into that the notion of form and devising and um, that drama comes much more from the, our traditional... And the actor. Um, yeah, yes. and then we go into theatre studies, which is much more about you the, know, play. the play and, and, the, and the, um, the industry kind of... How, how we might think of yes, and production yes. and mm. yeah, and, That's right. and we've held on, we've held on to that really strongly. But um, Rob, uh, uh, it would not have been easy no, exactly. to, to be up against oh, the bureaucracy. No. Imagine dealing with yes. the bureaucracy, and again, I think that you know Rob's sense of the absurd would have been um, coming very, very handy. Helpful. I think dealing with the VCAA and dealing with the education department and whatever to maintain the distinction. Mm. So it would have been many times where people said, "Well, let's just merge them." Yes, you know, and and, and occasionally and occasionally. Occasionally that conversation will come around again and we, we have to demonstrate these differences in our yes. study design. But as Meg said, we're so fortunate to have the two separate worlds of study in, in this area of the performing arts. We're very, very privileged and mm. our students are very, very fortunate mm. to have that too. Mm. And this is, this is an example of, I think, Rob's resilience persistence and to a degree his stubbornness that he he would stick to his guns Do, yes. any comments forthcoming there experiences of that he was very very I, I remember a moment on a panel once when we were trying to create a list of suggested theatrical styles you know that that might be included and uh, you know just as sort of a directive to students and he was he was being very very stubborn about a couple of those styles and this mm -hmm. is and intellectually rationalizing it to us sure. but um, you know I remember that as being a moment where I think 
many people had a sense of running into this <coughs> brick wall note. Yeah. And he, he ultimately, he was actually right. He was right. Mm-hmm. But there was that in him, and I think that was instrumental. Sure. I also recall um, when we went with, um, in terms of the... Um, assessment criteria for theatre studies for the for the monologue mm-hmm. I think we had something like 11 or 12 criteria and Rob wanted to reduce it and seven. did reduce it to seven. six was it six I or seven? seven I can't remember it was one yeah. or the other and you know facing you know introducing this idea facing a, you know a group of 50 drama teachers all being very skeptical and wanting to hold on to yes. you know the criteria that we knew and then Rob having to argue why he felt that we should be reducing the criteria and of course he did it brilliantly and of course we all went with it and, and, it, was, and it was it was a great success at, at, given given the exam at that particular point of time yeah. of course the exams change and move on and he did a lot of that yes he did a lot of that sort of weaning weaning us away yes yes from <laughs> the known from the known <laughs> and saying you know don't be frightened this is actually going yes. to be very cohesive and doable and yes. yeah and this is where we need to go now yeah. you know yeah. i think what i think um, for me uh, that stubbornness kind of became a safe, a, a really st- strong sense of um, what am i trying to say here we when we as soon as the curriculum went into that more formal externally assessed uh, vce in the early 90s where we were really uh, in essence we were beginning to compete across the curriculum with other subjects mm-hmm. we we had become uh, elevated in that academic more way it was you know we're taking it out of all the, the group twos and group ones that split that we had in the 80s i felt that he was in he was taking it he was giving it what am I trying to say here? He was, in doing that that and guiding it so carefully, he kind of knew this is where we have to go if we are going to, I suppose, compete in that more. And justify yourself. It was, it, justify. It, was, in, it was empowering yeah. because yeah. he would give you the argument. Yeah. yeah. And, and as we were discussing before we came in, a lot of drama and theatre teachers work in small departments or even in isolation. And Rob gave them ownership and a voice so that they could stand in that and area, that arena and, and validate and argue for their subject. And to have that and vision of it. Yeah. You know, that this is where we're going. That's you know? right. And then the diplomacy and the skills and the energy... And he's such a great guy and such a fun guy to such be with, yes. to take everybody with him. And that, that's, that's real skill and that's mm. something very special and unique about Rob, I think. I think so. And too. I used to love the training days when he was in charge for that reason. <laughs> because he would be, he's such, he was such a provocateur. And so he'd, he'd, always, he'd always bring along an example or offer an example that was going to, by its very definition, <laughs> Completely turn the room upside down, and you could see it. You could see what you could almost see his face. You could totally feel it was about to happen. Bristling. And then you'd be going, and I'd be excited because I, <laughs> I was like, going, here we go, here we go, here we go. It was so cool, and it, but absolutely bringing to it enormous intellectual integrity. Yes. Uh, and getting us to really critique our practice and, yeah. and really look at well, what are what what are we actually teaching here? Mm-hmm. Is this is this something that we would pass in an examination room? If so, why? Is it something we would not? 
And if that is so, why? If yes, what does that then mean? That busts open potential yes. and capacity for students to respond in a range of ways and to reapply that criteria as it still is, but with that interpretation. But with that, that, yeah. that might be seen as some as being off task. Totally. He was great at, at, at naming that elephant in the room yeah. mm -hmm. and allowing people to have quite robust discussions mm. and say what they thought. Mm. And and to go back, look where we are now as a result of all of those That's discussions. True. And not everyone always agreed. There were people that would walk out sometimes quite disgruntled. And but important conversations to yeah. have. Absolutely. To sort of protect our our study designs. Yeah. And to keep us. I, I, and I always felt that by the end of a, by end of any time spent with Rob in the room, I always felt quite clear. There was yes. a clarity that way. And I really, I, I think as someone who's going to be taking that leadership position, we as a group of people need to have, he, he found consensus. And, and yes, there were people who would go back. We found, we knew, well, this is what the direction is. Yep. This is where we this have is to what go. what we're doing. We've all decided and we've decided because we've gone through this process. And I mean, there are others who have, of course, been up to do that since, but it's a strong memory for me, particularly because I think Rob was chief assessor when I first came to assessing. That's right. And so I had that very strong, strong sort of sense of the excitement of what's what's it gonna be this time. That's <laughs> yes, true. Yeah. It's really true. He really he really played played the role of midwife to our study designs and um, and our our understanding of our professional selves, I think. Mm. He was wonderful at equipping you. I used to love those sessions too. Yeah, you know those assessor sessions and just. I always think I always think we needed more of them. I always thought we kind of needed a day to play earlier in the year, and then a kind of defining date. Then <laughs> we kind of gone away and thought about it and then come back. But of course, you can't do that because it's budgets and, money and, and all sorts of the school year. So packed. Now, Meg, I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. The secret life of Rob Gale. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I have done. I actually had. Um, I've got a. a we've, I've got a few little stories about Rob, but I had this really great story recently, which I have on very good authority. That uh, soon after Rob um, graduated from college, he um, and a group of graduates, many of whom are still around, uh, went up to Dalesford for a, a weekend. Were you in part? Were you part of that, Peter? I don't think so. Mm. They were having a drama, a drama. I think they were first or second year teachers. This is the story as it comes to me from, from one person who was there. Right. Um, and I love this story because it's so Rob. So they, they're partying, it's a night time, there's a band, they're dancing and, and doing all this crazy dancing and, and then Rob does his knee. <gasps> Rob oh. does his knee. And so he gets to get helped off the dance floor because this is Rob, you know, if you're going for it full, <laughs> full on. Gets helped and... Um, and, and the female colleague of his says, oh, I'm going to have to help you. So she takes him back to his room and she tries, she gets him to kind of lie on the bed and gets him comfortable. And she says, look, I can't leave him. I have to stay. And about an hour later, she's falling asleep and he's falling asleep. And he says, you know, you can lie down next to me. I'm not going to do anything. And so she, she said, that was my night spent with Rob Galbraith. <laughs> I was, slept with Rob Galbraith. Yes, exactly. I thought that was a great story. And it's kind of, it's kind of so him. It's kind of like, well, let's just be practical about this. Let's just cut, cut off, cut through, and get it. You know, you know I, I need someone in the room. You need someone in the room. And I also, um, one of the first times I um, had a very funny story that I, I, can't, I recounted last year at the drama conference when I was remembering Rob, and I said, 
probably about 2003 or four. I get a phone call and goes, oh, hi, it's Robert Galbraith here, um, Chief of CSA. Uh, can I speak to Margaret Stephen? And I went, oh, sorry, Rob, Margaret's not here today. And he said, oh, oh okay, I'll leave a message. Okay, it's a phone. Ten minutes later, he goes, oh, hi, it's Rob Galbraith. Actually, I really think I meant to say Meg Upton. <laughs> and so I went, oh, that's me, yeah, Rob, yes. Because oh, yes, of course. This is, um, would, you, would you be interested in being on the, uh, the uh, monologue selection panel for, for VC Theatre Studies? Well, no, that, that, that'd be great. That'd be really, really good. Because I have got the right person. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, that there's, that there's that moment where you kind of go, this is hilarious, but also kind of um, very Rob. As you got, and, and so that kind of began that much more professional, closer professional relationship with Rob over the next the next number of years. And um, we weren't embarrassed about it at all. It was just funny because Michael and I job shared, so that was why. Hence the. Hence the Rob's thing. house, I'm, as you recall, was I, mean, I don't go to that often, but I went for several occasions. Was in a constant state of sort of renovation and repair, and Rob was always doing things. Um, but he never, because I mean, yes, he worked hard, and like most drama teachers, you know, rehearsals on the weekend mm-hmm. and you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So he was always going to do this. He was, oh, I'm going to do this at a dinner party, or we do at a dinner, or whatever. I'm working on the wall. I'm going to do this fence, and and we'd be in Bendigo, and I'll never forget being. I don't know whether you were there with this Meg, but so we're all staying these motels, and and um, Rob comes back, we finish the session. Getting ready for dinner, Rob comes in with these two cans of paint, you know, and he found these two cans of paint on special <laughs> in yeah. Bendigo, and he would often, you know, go to op shops and find little oh, yeah. bits and pieces, and he'd always have this very strange collection of stuff. He, there was a kind of an eccentric sort a of nature to him. Yeah. Yes, a bit of that. He'd often go off for runs in the morning. Oh, How yeah. you, you know, because we'd be in various yeah, states of inebriation and. A, a, Hangovers and things. Oh, on, on occasions, that's right. Back in the day. Back in the day. Um, and Rob would be off for a run, and um, or we'd go off for a walk. He'd sort of just disappear. Where's Rob? And you look around, he's disappeared, and then he'd just show up. He did that yeah. a lot. He introduced me to that yeah. amazing yeah. secondhand bookstore, bookstore in Bendigo. Yes, yes. Um, the other part of <laughs> of Rob that I discovered he's a very accomplished musician. Yes. I heard this. Yeah, and he, um, they, the family had a, a holiday house down at Venice Bay. That's mm. right. And so uh, on, a, on the weekends that were down there or on school holidays and things like that, he would occasionally do a local gig at the pub as Rock and Rob. <laughs> wow. Rock and Rob. Rock and Rob. So he'd kind of just have a backing track and he'd play and he'd do sort of classic covers and things like that. And I just sort of just... He said that, I remember t- telling him, he was slightly kind of a bit embarrassed, but not really about it. <laughs> and I just, when I looked at him, I just went, oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. It sort of does fit, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was, uh, he was, a, he was quite an interesting mixture of, yes. he almost looked a bit gawky, a bit mm-hmm. nerdy in a way, mm-hmm. but he was actually incredibly competent. So Absolutely. But, yeah. but all these different personas yeah. Yeah. that seem to be quite separate in lots of ways. Yeah. Like Rob the family man was very private. I mean, I, I, yes. I only met his wife, I think, on a couple of occasions. He never met the children. He never really spoke about his private life in that mm. way. Those sort of things, those sort of things were very compartmentalised and segmented, I think, in his life. Mm. 
Yes. And then he just glimpses, you know, it's all like, oh, I've just written a book. Oh, I've just done this. You go, oh, really? I've just oh, been playing down the pub as rock and that's roll. That's right. So and he'd, and he'd be constantly surprised. You know, he, he was, that's, that was Rob. He'd, yeah, oh, I've just written a book. Oh, I've just written another play. Oh, I'm going to work at the Arts Centre. Oh, I'm doing this. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Great. But, yes, it's amazing. And, and you're sort of walking alongside this person and then they suddenly re- have a, a lovely reveal about of what, some, they've, that you have what known. they've that's right. achieved. And that's you think, right. gosh, where did you fit that in? That's right, that's How right. How did you possibly do that? That's right. The There's, energy of that. It's a lot of energy, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes, I, I can't remember the exact saying, but it's along the lines of... Those that are going, that are not going to be here for the longer term, burn bright, burn bright and fast. Mm. And he did. He shone, so shine brightly, and and fast. So like a comet. Mm. And he was like that. He burned very brightly from early on, didn't he? From yeah. from the get go. Absolutely. That's a lovely way to put it on. Yeah. yeah, I remember who it was said about. It was actually said about Heath Ledger. Yeah. Okay. That a friend said, you know, you had a sense with him that he almost had a knowing and so he, he just burned so brightly and, mm. and it did everything so fast. It's like yes. he crammed Intense. everything in. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, I think, um, not secret, but probably a lovely memory was I think the last time that we were working on the panel... Mm. And um, Rob had already been ill and then gone into remission and then he mm. was, became ill again. And uh, Sally, um, Reed. Sally Reed had this wonderful uh, gathering of the panel up at her, her house in the... Um, just over, over the Christmas holidays. Yeah, just out of Ballarat, yeah. And so we were all up there and we were having this, we had this fabulous day talking about lovely. monologues and having lunch and walking in the garden and we went to this amazing antique shop and yeah. then we were... Driving back in the car, and Don, uh, sorry, um, Rob was in the back, and um, he was very tired by then too, because it was, it was actually very shortly after that that he passed That's away. Right. Um, and I just, but I have this, that is such a vivid memory of that time with, um, and, and, and so I guess that's, because that memory was so lovely, we had such a fantastic time, it was so collegiate, but also really fun, and then he was gone. That's right. And wasn't it sudden? I, I, I remember hearing and thinking, how is that possible? Mm. Because I had seen him not that long before he passed away. And uh, I was shocked. Yeah. But I think it links to this, this very private self that you're talking about. You know, Peter, mm. that, that private... Well, I remember that day, it's amazing you say to me, and he said, goodbye, Peter. And yeah. he didn't say see you, but it was goodbye. And it was almost, I wonder if he knew. Yeah. And that was the last time yeah. I saw him. Yeah. It was amazing. Mm. Very, and, very and amazing. And you recall that? Oh, very clearly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I think, as I said at the beginning, so there's, you know, there was, his absence was immense. He's immense. You kind of, you miss those, those people in so many ways because they have shone so brightly. I, I still think yes. every theatre studies training day, I still yes, think of him. Every Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Because yes. I can see him yes. there. Yeah. Every you we're know, yeah. at Xavier and boom, I can see him there. Yeah. Yes, I, I can remember feeling very discombobulated about what, what's this landscape going to look like mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, you felt a bit rudderless. Yes. Yeah, yeah and I think that's a good word. It's a good metaphor for, for, yeah. for it. He did steer. Yes. Very strongly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, was, he was a great captain of our 
our funny, quirky old ship. Yes. <laughs> and I think all the motley crew. <laughs> and one of the things that I, I, you know, what I feel grateful for is being able to work with pre-service teachers now and kind of as Robin Pascoe, who's um, drama, drama idea president, says, you know, we all stand on the shoulders of giants and it's an often used expression across a range of contexts. But I kind of think I'm standing in this room being able to work with you as and my journey has included Rob and, and it's been a very pivotal part of, of my journey as an educator in drama and I, I you know I love the fact that we have this opportunity today to kind of as you said mm. honour that mm. and to um, to remind the next generation that they too are kind of standing on the shoulders of giants. Absolutely mm. the, you know the, the working in our area is absolutely wonderful it's so enriching it's so wonderful it's such a great mm. industry to be in but so much you owe so much to those people who have shaped you influenced you um, helped you to understand what it is to be a professional and an expert in in this arena and it, it, and and what they're demanding of you is sometimes seems quite hard you know, sometimes they can be quite hard taskmasters, but when you get to the other side, you see that it's mm. necessary mm. and important and gives you pride in what you're doing mm. and how you work. And also, they establish these fantastic networks. They're people, they're leaders, and they look behind them and they see the people that are following. That's what they say about leaders, isn't it? If you think you're a leader, look behind you. And if there's no one following you, then you're deluded. You're not a leader. <laughs> well, Rob always had people yeah. behind him. Yeah. 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 Generated respect and people who wanted to be working in that way. Mm. Yeah. It's been, a, it's, it's been lovely to be able to. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you both for coming because you had such a, you had a close relationship with Rob. I think, I think Peter's is much longer and much deeper, but I must say the last... I, I probably knew Rob quite closely for about 10 years, but it was really important yeah. years for me as an educator. Yeah. And I... And I oh yeah, he's quirky. And yeah. Yeah, but as I said, yeah, and it's nice to kind of look back and go, there's... This legacy, and then there's there's really the practice, the practice and the collective mm. memories. Thanks, Meg. Thanks, Peter. And you know, all Bye. of us. Bye. Thank you, 50. to Rob Gale. Fifty, yay! Yeah. 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 Number fifty, well Rob. Well done. Bye, We're all Rob. Here. We love you. Yeah. Bye, Rob. Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question, or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.